Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur, and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business, and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Here's your host, Forbes Riley, and the drum goes crazy. All right, so I've had some interesting, actually, about my name this week. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to say too many details because I don't want to hurt anybody, but I had something very unusual happen. I didn't grow up with any family. Uh, I had a, a beautiful mom and dad and a sister, but no aunts, no uncles, no cousins, nothing. I didn't think anything really existed, no grandparents. I knew some of them were alive and they were out there. But let's talk about how crazy your family can be. I just wanted uh, the Kardashian moment, okay? So I knew that my dad had a mom, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Uh, but my mom and his mom hated each other. And my family occupation is holding a grudge. Yeah, it's kind of a fascinating thing. And to everybody out there who loves me, adores me, and may not love me, this is for you. Yeah, I didn't meet my grandmother until she was 92 years old. I don't even meet many people that live that long. But yeah, I met her at 92. And um, fascinating. I, I think it's what informs me about having an amazing, loving life and not living life the way my family did because there was just no point in that. And in fact, since she's long gone and I have no real relatives who care about this anymore, I couldn't wait to meet her. I didn't have a grandma. I couldn't wait to, at some point she invited me to stay over and she only had her bedroom and I was loving it. But she, I don't know what she was thinking. She was still, she couldn't wait to talk about my mom and how she didn't like my mom. I'm like, Girlfriend, my mom and dad are both dying of cancer. This isn't a good conversation right now. I just want to talk about my dad, what he was like as a little boy. Think about this. Can you imagine your parents as little kids? I know my daughter asks me this all the time. She's like, Mom, I don't really see you as a little girl. I'm like, yeah, well, trust me, I was. And um, she had money, not a lot of it, but she had a nice amount of money. And she would show me some of her things from Russia. And she had these crystals and she had a fur coat. Trust me, nobody in my generation wears fur coats, but she wanted me to have it. She made a big deal about me having it. And at some point, I took it. It was cute. It was fun. It made me think of her. And was I ever going to wear it? No. Did I want it? No. I don't need it either, right? So uh, she gave it to me. Well, about three weeks later, she calls up yelling and screaming that I stole her mink coat. Oh, my gosh. My grandma. <laughs> I stole her mink coat. No, I didn't steal it. Grandma, I'm happy to ship it back to you. Even though I did ship it back, it made no difference. I stole her coat. And nine days before this woman died, she cut me out of her will. I'm sorry. To this day, I still don't get all that happened. Anyway, about a week ago, I get a phone call going, hi, I'm your cousin, second cousin removed, your grandma and my grandfather were sister and brother. I'm doing Ancestry.com and we're related. <laughs> okay. Sweet, wonderful, fun man out of Miami. And he introduces me to all of his side of the family. All of a sudden, I have family, right? Anyway, I, there, there's more to the story that will come out. Uh, there's some details that I may or may not share in the next coming weeks that make this story look like, um, uh, makes Bruce Jenner get kind of crazy. Anyway, on that note, uh, why am I saying this? Because I can. You guys have been very close to me, and I appreciate that. And what we're trying to do here is be as authentic as possible. Bring on amazing guests and obviously elevate all of our lives to the next level. So I just aired some of my laundry. If you guys want to chime in and say hi, I have opened this forum up now. You can pop into my Zoom. It's uh, 109 eight, uh, one, oh, sorry, 
845. I do have three guests coming up. We're broadcasting live on Facebook Live at Forbes Riley TV. Hey, you guys. And of course, on Instagram. And Instagram is getting a very interesting view of my outfit. I think my shirt in Florida is a little too low. But hey, if it gets good ratings, go with it. Uh, news. I have a book coming out. I'm so excited about this. It's taken me, and don't laugh, but it's taken me almost two and a half years to get this out. I am a, I'm a great starter. Anyone here a good starter? Raise your hand if you're a great starter. You've got ideas. You go, wow, this would be awesome, but you're not a good finisher. Uh, yeah. So I have a lot of ideas lying around on the table, and I don't know if you guys had heard the rumor, but it's true. I was actually going blind for about three years. Yeah, my eyesight got went from, oh, you're just 40 years old and you need reader glasses to everything's really fuzzy. Now I've got glasses and contacts and the next pair of prescription and more prescription. And then I would break my prescription at $400 and found myself at the, at the drugstore getting the cheaper version. I made myself nuts. For three solid years of my life, I just stopped seeing. And it was about eight or nine years ago because it was cell phones got really big. And I remember saying to myself, I'm a major marketer on television. This cell phone thing will never last. Nobody can see anything this small. I couldn't see it at all. Imagine not being able to read your text at all, like having a magnifying glass and a pair of glasses. And what that did for me, as powerful as I have been in my life, was it made me feel useless. It made me confused all the time. It made me angry. Uh, I had all these projects that I had started. And they all ended up sitting on the desk because even though they were ideas in my head, I couldn't read. In fact, it got so embarrassing, and I'm just going to lay it all out there because why not? Then I went to a major New York City publisher. They loved my idea. Man, there's nobody better in a room to pitch. I teach pitching. If you guys ever want to learn how to pitch your idea, your service, your product, go to Forbes Factor Live. Come see us. I will teach you to pitch. But I couldn't read very well because I couldn't see. And this is very embarrassing for someone like me to admit. So if you're on the show, just, you know, hang in there with me. And by the way, I'm going to give a little quick shout out to the cleaning boss who I met yesterday, who I just saw popped on my Instagram. Hello. And uh, yes. So I turned in the manuscript that a ghostwriter had written with me to the writer, to the agents, and they were thrilled. They're like, oh my gosh, can you finish this book? And I thought, wow, it's going to be very hard for me to finish it. And the ghostwriter that I adored, she was just a wonderful woman, couldn't find her, so I enrolled a man. Now, it's funny, you don't think about the difference between the sexes, but when you're trying to get inside somebody's head, it helps at least if you're the same gender. She was an overweight woman. I was bought my weight my whole life. There was a real simpatico. When I met this man, not so much, but I didn't know that. So, uh, and to my guests, hang on just one quick second. I'm going to invite some of my guests on the show. But I, um, I sat with this guy. I told him my story. I couldn't read what he wrote. And I turned it into the agents. And the agent's reaction devastated me. They were like, well, this is not what we expected. And we don't like it at all. And I couldn't read it. I, I tried to have somebody read it to me, but it's not the same. And I will tell you, it just made my heart go nuts. Anyway, I lost that deal. And... What's funny about the universe is I was doing a, a video shoot, an infomercial, and all of a sudden, I'd scratched my cornea. I had a contact lens I took out the night before, and I had to have emergency surgery. Turned out I had cataracts. Who knew? Want to hear the best part of the story? It was a seven-minute operation on each eye. They fixed my eyes. I do not wear glasses to this now, and I have a whole bunch of books that I'm excited to get out. To everyone who can see that this is the printed cover, it's not really the cover, but it's What Have You Forbes Lately? It is a collection of 36 amazing entrepreneurs who have gone through obstacles not unlike me 
and have chosen to share them. And why did we do that? These are pretty raw, amazing, and I talk about naked stories. And I did that because I want you guys to know that if you're struggling and if you find it hard, you are not the only one. You're going to hit walls. I know you see a lot of very successful entrepreneurs out there all over Instagram and the internet, and they're all making millions. And I'll tell you what, it is not as easy as anybody thinks it is. And I'm here to let you know that you can't give up. You can't shy away. And if your dream is to be successful, to be heard, you have got to keep going. And sometimes it's like you walk through mud. Uh, One of my guests at the moment is a dear friend of mine in a, a magazine Publisher, I was on the cover of his magazine. He's an entrepreneur. He's a beautiful husband and a great man. Please welcome Mr. Stephen De La Cruz, all the way from San Diego. Stephen, are you out there? Hey, Forbes, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. I don't normally open this up to my friends, but how are you doing today, brother? Oh, my God. I saw you were live. I was like, oh, my God. Let me get on this thing. This goes awesome. You're so what, what made you? Well, it's, all right. So what, what's your view of Forbes Riley? Oh, my gosh. You are seriously... I would definitely say you are the female version, Tony Robbins, uh, better than him for crying out loud, because you are so raw and real and absolutely love your heart, everything you're about. Stephen, you are a wildly successful entrepreneur. Will you please share with me how do you, what's one of your secrets? Because you weren't born a success. No, definitely not. You know, I was talking this actually last night to my mastermind group here in San Diego, And, you know, definitely the power of mentorship, the power of really getting a mentor is definitely the biggest, uh, biggest pivotal moment for me. You know, definitely I actually went to juvenile hall, uh, 16 years old, 18 years old. Then I got a mentor. Actually, it was court appointed. It was actually court, uh, court mandated. And from that point, that's what really changed my life. And my probation officer told me, be careful who you choose as your mentor because that's who you'll become. So definitely love anyone out there considering you as their mentor and looking to work with you as, as a coach definitely would, would definitely be beneficial to their success because you definitely have accomplished so much. Well, and I thank you. And I used to teach a class way back in Los Angeles. We had a crazy notion about mentors. I first heard about the concept. I was in my like mid thirties and we all challenged each other. And here was the definition of a mentor. Now listen to this. This is a very powerful tool. It was to go after somebody that you wildly admire, possibly even higher than you think you could ever get to, and write them, email them, LinkedIn, whatever it would be, and say, hi, I'm in this field. I've chosen you as my mentor. A definition of mentor is somebody who takes three 15-minute phone calls from me or three 30-minute phone calls, and that's the entire mentorship that I want because here's who we all went after, Spielberg. Oprah, my, one of my mentors using this system was Chris Carter, the creator of the X-Files. The wow. other was Henry Winkler, the Fonz on Happy Days. And I've got to tell you, as a mentor, you basically got to ask them questions. And here's the funny thing. They didn't join any program. This was long before people charged you to have lunch. There's a thing called Charity <laughs> Buzz, and I'm going to highlight them because I love this company, where you can pay thousands of dollars if you want to meet your favorite person. Did you know that? You know, if you've yeah, got $250,000, you can have lunch with Stallone or Oprah, and it goes to their favorite charity. But my problem is that's wildly elitist, don't you think? <laughs> For sure. All right. So, Stephen, if you could have lunch with anybody right now, a, a beautiful lunch, who would it be? Oh, my gosh. I'd definitely say uh, Elon Musk or uh, uh, Warren Buffett for sure. Well, what might that lunch be with Warren? Do you think, what would you ask him? 
Oh my gosh, I definitely be asking him a lot of his uh, tactics when it comes to his investment strategies and um, and that kind of stuff. I mean, I love I love his his stories all over the internet for sure. But definitely would just love to hear him hear my story for a little bit and have him give me uh, insight. Right. So actually, I'm going to tweak that. I'm going to give you guys a little coaching. So Stephen just said something. He said he would ask him about his advice. Well, I'll tell you what. If you want Warren Buffett's advice, you can scour the internet and you can get his advice everywhere. What <laughs> I would want to do, and this is why people coach with me, because here's what I think, is I would want to find the most unique connection that he and I had. So Stephen, what is it that you could really talk about that had nothing to do with business? Think about that for a second. Oh, wow. I never thought about that at all. Right. Wouldn't that be a lot smarter? Because everybody asked that man about business. I would find a way to get in under his skin to develop a relationship. Because yeah, you can have a one-time mentor thing, but I'll tell you with Chris Carter, what evolved, because I take this very seriously, and the way that I met Chris was by doing a massage. It's kind of a long story. It, I was <laughs> on the set. It looked like his hand hurt. I'd been a massage therapist, and I went over and actually started to massage his hand. And we developed a relationship. And so it was a bit of a trick question for all of you listening. I said, what would you talk about at dinner? And most of you guys, when you meet me, you can't wait to pitch me a product or ask me how I got started. I've now started to issue myself to do podcasts. <clears throat> I either do a podcast a day or <clears throat> what are called these summits. And I've been giving out a lot of advice to people. But what's funny is I have been turning it around. Stephen, I no longer care about my story. My story is out there. It's public. It's in several books. You can hear about my broken nose and frizzy hair and how I overcame <laughs> things. But what you really want to know is how can I shift you? See, and, and somebody just asked me for the Zoom, um, the Zoom number. Let me give that to you real fast. The Zoom number is 109-459-845. Uh, and what I've been doing is going a little deeper with people. I would want to honestly know what Warren was dreaming about when he was a kid. I want to know what his first memory is. I want to know what what is the behavior that gets that man. There's some thought pattern that gets you to be a billionaire, don't you think? Right, right, right. You must be completely different from other people. And so that's where I would want to delve into this thought process. Now, that's just me. You guys, stop selling each other on ideas or services, start engaging, exciting, enrolling, being a little more authentic, making relationships matter. Because I got to tell you, we don't know how long we're going to be on the planet. And I think we need to make the most of it. So everyone seems to be worried about, oh, how am I going to get to be a millionaire? You know, if our, I just want to slap people upside the head. What are you doing to contribute? The money will come. So, Stephen, before we go, I've got three minutes to break. What's one piece of advice that you live by every day that makes you who you are? Oh, for sure. You just nailed it on the head the aspect of giving back. You know, the Dead Sea is a Dead Sea because it's so salty and so dense. And, uh, and the reason why that is because there's a, there's a river flowing in, but there's no river flowing out. And so I definitely live by the aspect of, you know, givers gain, right, is the aspect of when you give, you automatically gain back. And so when there's a river flowing in but no river flowing out, it becomes a dead living pot of water. But if there's a river flowing out and a river flowing in, we call that a moving water, which is called a current. And, of course, what we call money is a current sea. So I definitely live by that aspect where you just centered there. So, yeah, for sure. You always be giving back. Well, I, I know that you do that, and I don't really think that that's in most people's psyche. Uh, you know what? And in just a second, I've got to give back because I've got the most wonderful sponsors. So, Stephen, when are we seeing each other? 
Oh, man, I heard you're going to be in L.A. here, right, in November? Ah, you know what? I'm actually going to be virtually in L.A. Let me give a big shout-out. Wow. Right Way to break. Right. Get this. Huge opportunity called Impact Players Tour. I am so excited about this. It is uh, Ed Milet, myself, Tim Story. It's an 1800 theater. But newsflash, and only my close friends know this, I have to be there virtually because I made a promise to my beautiful man, Joshua Self, who's going for his next world championship title in Mexico. And I'm going to make it so that I'm in two places at one time. I will be there rooting him on as he's going to take his next world championship pro title. But I'm also going to be at the Wiltern inspiring people through the medium that I do best, and that's a video camera. <laughs> there you go. Amazing. When are you going to be in San Diego? Uh, you know what, dude, I need you to invite me because you're the reason I'm coming down there. I, we have the most amazing marketers in San Diego and I need a trip there, don't I? Yes, you do. Let's do it. Let's put together an event together. You know what I want to do right now? I want to make you, the USA smaller. It's just too hard to fly from Tampa and New York to LA and San Diego. So let's just take the states that are in the middle and just move them over a little. Should we do that? <laughs> there you go. Let's do it. All right, either that or somebody like Ian has got to be able to do a transporter. They did it on Star Trek. I'm so waiting. I got the flip phone. I got the blue, <laughs> and now I want to be transported, okay? There you go. We'll be, we'll be in touch to make it happen for you in San Diego, okay? Give your beautiful bride a hug for me. I got a couple of Forbes Factors coming out. That's what I need to do in your hometown. This weekend, we're doing Forbes Factor 11, 12, and 13. And November, get this, November 14th. Big 300-person launch of my book, my publisher, and a lot of their writers and authors are coming out to celebrate, and then three days of Forbes Factor. So maybe I have you and your beautiful bride come this way. All right. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah, let me know. Guys, go to ForbesFactorLive.com. Stephen, I love you. We're going to head off to a quick break. Guys, you are listening to the Forbes Factor right here Voice America. Don't go away. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you hate going to the gym but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just 5 minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit BuySpinGym.com today. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel.
The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody, and welcome. Welcome back to Forbes Factor. All right, I've got three amazing guests that are joining us today. Um, and the first is this beautiful woman who's going to save our lives. Now, truly, you got to listen to what she's got to say. It's pretty amazing. See, Tina and her husband, Ron, they have spent decades focused on helping the brokenhearted find healing. Girlfriend, where were you when I needed you? Yeah. Hi, please welcome to the show, Miss Tina Konkin. How are you, girl? I'm good. And it's so good to be on here. I see that we have some common friends. Uh, we have lots of friends together. Are you kidding? Yes. That's what I love about this. All right. So explain to me, how did you come to the work that you do? Well, you know, I came uh, to it back in the early 90s when uh, I tried to go for counseling for some help and couldn't quite go there. You know, the counselor seemed to want to know about my baggage. And I didn't have baggage. I just wanted to fix today, not yesterday. Yesterday was gone, you know, and I had all the right answers about yesterday. And he just looked at me and goes, well, dear, let me know how that works out for you. Because today's problem is because of what you haven't let go of yesterday. But I wouldn't. I'm a firm believer in that, actually. Yeah. So, uh, but I didn't. I wasn't at the time. I thought dredging up the past was opening up a can of worms, and I didn't want anybody to open up that can of worms. It was bad enough when I had to live through it. I certainly didn't want to relive it, and that was my attitude. And I walked away until it really wasn't working in my marriage. It wasn't working in raising my kids, and that's when I found, funny enough, the Doctor Phil program. But not. Not Dr. Phil, the superstar now, but he used to do personal growth programs. And uh, my sister told me about it and she goes, Tina, I think this will really help you, you know, because you, you won't be able to predict what's going on. And, and it sounds amazing. And it was a five-day intensive. And then after that, it was so transforming and so life-changing that both my husband and I looked at each other and we were counselors and said, this is what we want to do for the rest of our lives. And we started doing that uh, back in 1993. Oh, yeah. I just love that. Congratulations. What's one of your biggest success stories? Um, Gene Simmons. Oh my gosh. Okay. So wait. So first of all, you have Dr. Phil as a personal therapist and now Gene Simmons. All right. Share some dirt. Go for it. Okay. So it was, I just actually, uh, on my Facebook, you know how on Facebook, they come up with all your memories, you yeah. know, 
memories that you have and don't have, and then they tell you how many years ago it was. Well, it just came up on my Facebook yesterday that eight years ago is when I worked with Gene Simmons and at that time, Shannon Tweed. And uh, it was actually their producers that got a hold of us and said they need help because they're separating and that's really going to wreck the show. You yeah, know, that's funny. Actually, Shannon's a friend of mine. Fun of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and we're still really good friends. I love her. I just So how did you fix this? Well, so she wouldn't get married. She left. Um, she thought that after 27 years of living with him and he still wouldn't marry her, now the kids were grown and they were off to college. They were with her in the decision to leave him. And so she left him while well, his world fell apart. He thought he can't live without her, you know, but so he thought what she wanted was marriage. And she says, you've missed the point. And so he dropped down on one knee, you know, and tried to, and she goes, no, and she left. And then the producers said, listen, you guys sound like you have huge success. I mean, we have over a 90% success rate after people are separated. So, you know, could we do, would you do this? And it took me a while to accept because I thought it was all about the reality show, you know, but we did it and we became good friends and Gene went through it. And I tell you, he's a changed man. And to this day, whenever I see him or he, you know, we talk or anything, he points to his ring and he said, look, it's still here. And has given me permission to just share their story. I mean, it was on, it was on Family Jewels, of course, you know. I love that. So what's one piece of advice that the rest of us mortals can take with us about relationships? Well, I think the biggest, and I think my claim to fame is don't look at the marriage, look at yourself and the baggage you brought to the marriage, because the only power you have is to fix that. That's interesting. Uh, you know what? I need to welcome on because we always run out of time. Our show is just, there's always so jam-packed with amazing things. I'd like to bring on another woman, which, and you're going to love her because I'm fascinated by people now in their 20s and 30s because this she is a podcaster, an author, and she's the go-to guide. I mean, literally for women who want to navigate through relationships. So she's got a book and we're going to bring Miss Stephanie on. Stephanie, are you out there? I am. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Do I get to see your beautiful face? You do. Let me see. If Come I on. Can. I need to see the blonde hair. I grew up. That's all I wanted to be when I was a little. Because everybody in my world kind of like Tina. Tina, what part of the world did you grow up in? Uh, I was born in Belgium, but I grew up in Canada, Vancouver. Uh, all right. So, and I'm a New York girl. And so everybody in our world, between the Italians and the Jews, we all ever had dark hair. We were pizza, pasta, and exactly. And you know what? I've just gone back to dark. I was red with highlights like you, and I just went back to dark. Did you really? Are you liking it better? I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I, I like the brightness. I think redheads get a lot of attention. I have a lot of red in my hair. and Yeah, I'm loving it. I just, why not? It was my, hus- my husband's biggest disappointment when he said, you're not a redhead? You know. ah! Ah! <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Yeah. Well, what I'm loving about Stephanie, because she's a little younger than we are, she's actually mentored more than a million women. Get this. I don't ah! know how. Chief storyteller. She is an amazing woman, part of a multi-million dollar organization, and, but she can't turn on her camera. I can't. You know, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I love it. I'm like poking around here looking for the, looking for the window. Well, so now, now I feel hope because um, if she's younger than us. And I know. Stephanie, thank you for making our whole day because anybody in their 20s or 30s who can't do anything technical is my new best friend. Exactly. I'm so glad that I can help. I'm so glad that I can help. I know I'm poking around going, this is how my mom feels when she's trying to FaceTime me. Okay. There you go. Yes. Yes. (laughs) My my engineers are all laughing as well because last week I couldn't, something happened with my Zoom totally and they're just going, 
There she goes again. I'm like, hey, guys, I grew up with a phone attached to the wall. I have a CB radio. We're, I, I know what an eight track is. Leave me alone. Listen, listen, we do the best we can, okay? <laughs> All right, so wait, what's the deal? How are you talking to millions of people? What, do you, what have you dialed into your Miss Stephanie Mary Wilson? May Wilson, oh sorry. Well, so um, my my background is in broadcast news. That's what I um, studied in college. That's the the path I was running down. Um, but soon after I graduated from college, I had this opportunity to travel around the world um, doing humanitarian work. And part of part of the deal was that I was asked to keep a blog. And I had never thought about sharing my own stories before. I was sharing other people's stories, um, and I and I loved that. But as I was traveling. Um, I was able to share the stories of what I was seeing, but also what I was experiencing internally. Um, I'm just such a big believer in um, the the transformation that can happen when we go when we get out of our comfort zone, um, and that's really what happened for me. And so, as I'm sharing on this blog the stories of what I'm going through, and just kind of sharing as a friend, and you know, someone who's maybe a step and a half ahead of the people who are listening to me, and really, usually, no more than that. Um, that it was amazing because just so many women started following along and reading and um, sending me messages saying, listen, I really needed to hear this. Um, I know that for me, my life has been so transformed. You were talking about mentorship a little bit earlier, having women who are a little bit ahead of me in life to sit down with me and talk me through some things and show me that I'm not alone and help me along the way say, you know, turn left here or do not fall in that hole. You will not like where it turns out or where, where it leaves you. Um, it's just been game changing for me. And so through this process of starting this blog and, and getting some amazing traction, I found myself being a mentor for, for 20 something women at the time. Um, and it's just grown from there. So my, my podcast is called Girls Night because that is when I picture what this looks like to just sit down as a group of women and find out that you're not alone and help each other along the way. The mental picture I get is a girl's night. And so um, my, my podcast girl's night started about two years ago. Um, I think we just hit our two year anniversary actually. And we've had, you know, almost two, 2 million downloads so far, which is just amazing. Um, and the, the impact that we're seeing is, is just remarkable. Now your book is called lipstick gospel. Talk to me about this. It is. So that's the story of um, the biggest transformation I've ever had in my life. Uh, I went through a really big, um, really rock bottom moment, which I know that so many of us can relate to. I I found myself um, deeply insecure, having no idea who I was, having no idea what I wanted in life. Um, I uh, was throwing myself into my work with having no other like balance or no other, um, I wasn't investing in any of my other relationships. Really, all the relationships in my life were falling apart. And uh, that sort of culminated in um, a, a romantic relationship falling apart. And it was a guy I thought I was going to marry. I was so sure of it. And it just crashed and burned. And so um, in the wake of that, I actually had the opportunity. Travel has been my sanctuary in a lot of ways. Um, I, I had the opportunity to spend um, a semester in Europe and uh, came to know myself in a whole new way, um, came to my faith in a whole new way that I never had before. Um, and so the lipstick gospel is really the story of that. Okay. Definition of gospel though, for you is what? Uh, so I'm a, I'm a Christian. Um, and so it's kind of hearkening to that, um, to the story of Jesus. Um, and, and the reason I love the lipstick gospel is because, you know, I, I grew up in a family that went to church, uh, on Sundays sometimes, and we went on Christmas and Easter and really that was about it. Um, and for the longest time, I thought that Christianity did not have anything to say about my life. And I mean, it's easy to come to that conclusion because, um, 
I was just reading a quote. I think it was Gandhi who said, um, I really like your Jesus, but I don't like your Christians because they look nothing like him. Um, I really butchered that in case anyone knows the quote better than I do. No, no, I get the point. The spirituality kind of outweighs everything. It's like sitting on top of everybody's decision of what it could and should be. Yes. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I just really did not think that Christianity had anything for me. Um, and I found out that really what I was looking at was Christians and what I was looking at were people that I, you know, um, spirituality looks like a whole bunch of different things. And even one faith Christianity looks like a whole bunch of different things um, because we as humans are all different. And so I think I'd been looking at people who I really didn't have anything in common with thinking that their God had nothing in common with me because I didn't have a lot in common with them. Um, but what I got to find out was that there was a, there was a spot for me in Christianity and, and God had something to say to me and about my life that was really game changing. And so um, I love that, that uh, it's called the lipstick gospel. The first time I ever ran across anything from the Bible, it was written on a mirror in my sporty house and lipstick. So that's where the lipstick comes from, but it's really a broken hearted 21 year old view of Christianity and finding out that actually there's more to it than she thought. Tina, how does spirituality fit into your world and your work and your relationships? Well, I always say that without that faith base, I also come from a Christian world and my book is called how God used the other woman. And uh, because that was the toughest time in my marriage. And even though we were both Christians raised in the church, we were in ministry here. We found ourselves at this place where there'd been an affair and what were we going to do with it? And that's when I really relied on my faith and realized that I couldn't answer the question, how will I trust again? Like if we decided to make our marriage work and we decided to do the work, how is I ever going to trust again? And that's when I realized God didn't ask me to trust people. He asked me to trust him and love people. And I had to look again at the baggage I brought into my relationship and how we ended up here. And I'm getting a lot of... Um, stuff on the book that's really positive, like five star. And then I'm getting the odd bloggers here and there that are saying, how dare she give credit to the other woman? I'm not giving credit to the other woman for the affair, but I am giving credit to God that he used the affair to make our relationship better than I ever imagined it could be because it forced us. It forced us to look in the mirror and see what went wrong, you know. And I didn't laugh this out for a second. My producer, because he can see all of our faces, he said, don't look too serious. I'm sitting here like I'm glued to both of you going, wow. (laughs) I didn't know this was the show I was going to take. What, I'm like, going, yes, that's my, that's my resting bitch face. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've had a few of those because it's pretty radical what I believe, and that is that when two people are married, in the Christian sense, especially from my faith, we are one. So if we fall, we fall together. And if we rise, we rise together. And when I took responsibility not for the affair. He took his own pants down. Let me get that real quick. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving you. I am loving you. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm not going to take any responsibility there. But she was a close friend, too. So what they did together, I don't take responsibility. But what I do take responsibility is up to the affair. What kind of marriage did I have? And hey, what oh, You know what? I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to applaud you so loud. And I'm not going to take a religious stand on this at all, but I do a lot of healing. And I will tell you exactly what you just said. And you all need to hear this really loudly. If someone has cheated on you, they didn't cheat on you. You okay. somehow did not provide enough of a relationship responsibility. And you've got to look inside yourself 
because it might have been as simple as you were too focused on your work, thinking that was okay, or focused on your children or not interested in them. But I was always told that if you're not caring for your spouse, somebody else will be. Exactly. And you know what? Sometimes we don't even know we're not caring. We were blindsided by this because I'd never experienced my husband in an emotional state of depression ever. And we'd been married 14 years. He was your get out of bed happy and go to bed happy. It was all happy, too happy. You know, I used to say to him, you know, there's still life. Like the children need discipline. You know, like I can't be the bad guy all the time. That's how kind of happy he was. There was nothing to be depressed about. I and love this. It is so important to hear. You know, we've got two minutes to break. And oh, there's Chris. Christopher just turned his world upside down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in my car, Forbes. <laughs> I love you for that. I know you're in between gigs. You're a very, very busy man. And you walked into women talking about men cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I hope right. I didn't come in the wrong time. <laughs> no, you're perfect. Now, are you dry, physically driving at the moment? No, I'm not. I'm parked. I'm parked. Oh, all right, good. Because I was just getting nervous. I am. Oh. No, yeah. All right, Christopher, where are you, by the way? I'm actually in Connecticut, but I just came from a, a company I, that I spoke at. So I wanted to make sure I got into a, a good area that I could do the show today. So I, I, I come in clear. Well, I love you. And we're going to devote the last half of the show to you. And I appreciate that. We guys, we've got two minutes before break. So let's wrap up, Miss Stephanie and Tina. We are talking about women, um, power. We're talking about sexuality, sensuality, partnership. Stephanie, what are you thinking about when you hear what Tina's written her book about? I love it. You know, I think that we, we live in a world that's really hard sometimes and really broken and really messy. Um, but the thing that I love about your story, Tina, is that even the worst things um, can have really good things come out of them. And, I, and that's what I've seen in my life and my story over and over again. And it's a decision we have to make is, you know, am I going to let this thing, this brokenness, this um, fall, this loss be the thing that makes me sit down and never get back up? Or is this going to be the catalyst for me becoming the person I've always wanted to be and do the thing I've always wanted to do? Um, and I know that that's, that's really been my story. And so, Tina, I love that that's your story, too. All right, Chris, now we have to find out, have you or have you not had an affair lately? No, just <laughs> no I'm happily married. <laughs> yeah, all right, there we go. Just checking. <laughs> that was the most embarrassing question. Chris, I'm sure you have ever gotten on an interview. <laughs> that is why we call today's show Naked. All right, you guys, I'm going off to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we've got the last part of Forbes Factor this week. And I will tell you what, it's raining outside my window, but it's raining here in my heart, and I feel it all over you guys. It's called love. Um, don't go away. You're listening to the Forbes Factor. I am Forbes Riley right here on Voice America. We'll be back in a minute. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. 
guarantee. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Zofia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Zofia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Forbes Factor. Clearly one, one of my favorite hours of the week. Um, the other hour that's my favorite is every morning that I wake up and I roll over and I hang out with that guy. <laughs> actually, actually, I'm actually showing this one because he is, and I'm seriously promoting my Joshua at the moment because he is going for his next world championship bodybuilding title. And there is nothing odder besides living with two teenagers uh, um, did I say that out loud? <laughs> then uh, living with a man who is a bodybuilder, who is a vegetarian, lives on Brussels sprouts, and all lifts, lifts weights two hours a day. And I love him. Um, so that's my new favorite hobby. So Christopher, you're joining the show. You're joining two very powerful women of two different generations who have come to the same conclusions. Um, Stephanie uh, has been traveling around the world and working with millennials, and um, Tina's been <clears throat> saving relationships from Gene Simmons on down but there seems to be this spirituality that's a commonality um are you a spiritual person yes i'm very spiritual i wouldn't say in the religious sense but definitely energy and again uh really truly believe in yourself and in trusting the universe to do its part well i will find that everyone that i talk to is successful has a similar again i don't really care the label that you use it or the specifics that you use to get there but spirituality is pretty amazing yesterday Ellen DeGeneres was criticized for sitting next to George Bush. Obviously, they have very different political views. One is very liberal. One is very conservative. And what she said, I thought, was very profound because many years ago, I showed a picture of me and, and uh, President Clinton. And I got backlash from all kinds of people. And at the end of the day, I kept thinking in my own head going, excuse me, do you know there's only one president of the United States out of 7 billion people and I'm standing next to him, not in a crowd, it's him and I. He's not touching my butt, I'm good. But, <laughs> but, I, but it was people of different, like, different views and I thought, shame on you guys. And then Ellen said it so beautifully yesterday. She said, I don't have to believe everything like you do, but it doesn't mean that we can't be friends. You know, short of somebody who takes somebody else's life, 
everything else that you believe in is pretty much your own belief, and I should not hate you for what you believe in, nor think I'm any righter or wronger than you. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think, again, you know, uh, you know, everyone's going to have, you know, different views and different, you know, uh, uh, principles and values. The key is to find that common ground. You know, I think as human beings that we can all find some certain values and principles that are common amongst all of us that we can, you know, really gravitate to and find some way to work on something. Doesn't mean we have to agree upon everything. And I think sometimes if we kind of go into that, knowing that we can still be true to our values and principles, but yet be open to someone else's and find where there's a common ground, we can find that bridge that we could connect with other people that we never imagined connecting with. So Tina, last week, uh, a stewardess kicked a man off a Southwest airline flight because he was wearing a Trump t-shirt. What do you think about that? That's terrible. That's just terrible. Um, yeah, I, liked I agree. What she said that, you know, I really liked what you said um, because I don't have to agree with you. I can agree to disagree, but we're both human. You know, we're the same species. So just based on that, we should have love cover it. Stephanie, you have a pretty pointed point of view and it's very specific. Do you have haters online and how do you deal with them? You know, um, I don't really. And, and I, I think I just have gotten really lucky <laughs> somehow. Um, but, you know, I think that there are so many things that we don't know in life and so many things that are like uh, my, my favorite phrase is that is above my pay grade. Like there, I don't, I don't have the answer to everything and I'm not supposed to, and I'm not trying to, um, I think that that's where we really get in trouble. And so really, I I love what you guys have been saying that there are so many things that we have in common, all of us. And no matter what we believe, we're valuable human beings who are supposed to love each other. And that's like, that's the point. And so really, I don't have as many haters as, as, um, I don't know. I think that we, it, you know, the, the more that we grow as, as authors and speakers, the, the more people we get to have, you know, kind of cir- circling us that have different opinions than we do. But I really try to be pretty careful about my opinions that it's, you know, this is the way I've chosen to live my life. And regardless of how you've chosen to live yours, I think you're amazing and I love you. So. Well, I'll take that personally. Hey, Christopher, <laughs> you are one of the more successful speakers out on the circuit. For all the people listening, uh, how do you do that? What's the secret sauce? The secret yeah. sauce is just, uh, Forbes, being transparent, just being who you are and always connecting and adding value. Again, finding that alignment that we're talking about with values and principles and finding common grounds how we could help each other interdependently. So through my network, just reaching out and connecting and how something I can bring to the table that can serve them and their audience and vice versa helps me to really bring out the best in what I'm capable of doing. Okay, drill down, be a little more specific, nitty gritty. Someone like someone who wants to pursue what you're doing, what's some steps they actually need to do? The steps that you need to do is to get very clear on your values and principles and have a value statement. What is the value that, that aligns, that you have personally that aligns with your business? In this case, speaking, if that's the case, And who is your audience? Where's that alignment? And where your audience is, go out and start forging relationships with people that are going to help you to get into those certain opportunities that you can then speak to those people. So that's the key. That's how I've done it. What's What's one of the biggest pitfalls of being a speaker, do you think? 
a biggest pitfalls with being a speaker is sometimes being sometimes forced to tell people what they want to hear and not what they need to hear. And one of the things about me is that I sometimes will use a combination of both, but mostly what they need to hear. So I go into it, not trying to offend anyone, but going in as an advocate to say, Hey, I'm presenting some information that's unbiased. It allows you to draw your own conclusion what that means to you, whether you agree or disagree, either way. How does somebody go about making speaking a business? It's really, you got to have, again, you got to have a, a really clear understanding of your, who you are, how that relates to your business, have a value statement, use, then use that to develop your mission statement, and then have a business plan of how you're going to go about carrying that out. You need to get very clear on where your market is. You can't be everything for everyone. Even though you might be a motivational speaker, an inspirational speaker, a corporate trainer, uh, you could do all of the above. However, you got to get niched in order to create, you know, this this so everybody knows that you're known for that particular type of area, that niche. So that's where it, where it has to align with who you are uh, as a person as well as your business. And what's your niche? My niche right now is a growth mindset. You know, everything is built around the growth mindset. So it's about emotional intelligence. So I incorporate that into everything I do in companies whether if I'm doing it for motivational speaking, for sales professionals, whatever. But my niche tends to be a lot in the corporate and, or actually the per- personal professional development space. So when I get hired, it's in those particular areas. I'm not specific to like one area like accounting or finance or nothing like that. It's very general business for in that area of professional and personal development. Ms. Tina, do you speak professionally? I do. Tell us about that. How have you been successful? Well, how I've been successful is exactly by what he just said. Um, You know, Christopher said that have your niche and everybody knows me as the no nonsense in your face. Um, I'm like Stephanie. I'm not nice. (laughs) I love it. She's being transparent. I love it. When Gene Simmons looked at me and he's this big, huge guy and I'm this little (laughs) Italian, I looked at him and I said, listen, I got to get you from your head to your heart. And he suddenly looked at me and he goes, it's the problem's not in my head. It's not in my heart. And then he pointed to his penis. Oh God! It wasn't. It, it wasn't his. T- not not his tongue, right? <laughs> yeah, no, not his tongue. And I, I looked at him, and I wasn't shaken by it. And I went right in his face, and I said, "Give me permission to go there." Below the um, belt. That's another show. If you took permission to go there, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So I went there with him, and I said, "That's why she won't marry you." Obviously, you know, it's not about your head or your heart. So let's go to where the problem is. So I. That's how I've. I've. I'm very transparent. Um, you'll know everything about me in five minutes. I don't have the problem telling you that my husband down and was not okay. And that was not going to give us a healthy marriage. So I'm very transparent to a fault. And I think from a stage perspective, people are looking for real, you know, not for the speakers that have it all together and look at me, I'm a success, you know, and, and uh, my kids, it was funny. I've got grown kids and I have a teenager at home but my kids said so mom you know like you seem to sit on the front row everywhere you go and I said listen there was a time I cleaned toilets before I got to the front row okay so it's being able to do the grind you know and to develop what you just said 
Christopher, that you're willing to put in that time, that work, and then let your message be different. It can't just be the same message. What difference do you make? I'm loving Forbes Factor today. Miss Stephanie, give me about three minutes left to the show. Give me about 30 seconds. Some inspirational, actionable thought that my audience can take away from them with them. Forbes, one of the things that I talk to women about a lot is friendship. Um, you know, we've been talking about these different areas of our lives. And the reason that I talk to women about their relationships is because I'm a firm believer that we need a web of of a support system that's a web of lots of different people in our lives to help us be the best versions of ourselves and do the things in the world we were meant to do. And one of those, a huge part of that web is friendship. And it's one that I think we really overlook a lot. Um, you know, we, we value our romantic relationships. We value our uh, relationship with our kids. We re- value our work relationships, but we need people by our side and in our corner if we're going to do the hard things that life requires of us. And so, you know, that's one of the things I talk to women about a lot because I think all of us have found ourselves in situations and seasons where we don't have friends. No one teaches us how to do this past like maybe kindergarten where we're taught to share. There just are no, there's, there's no education around how to find people who are your people and how to get to the kinds of places where you truly know each other and know each other well enough to really love each other for like the hard stuff. Um, and so that's a lot of what I talk to women about. And, and really the biggest thing for me, the biggest thing that I've learned through going through this in my own life is showing up. And that looks like two different things. One, it's showing up um, physically and it's showing up in our schedules. You know, I think a lot of us say things like we're lonely or we feel disconnected, but when it comes time to say yes or no to that book club or when it comes time to say yes or no to that party or that event or whatever, we say no. And there's a reason that we're so lonely. There's a reason we're so disconnected. Stephanie, I am loving you. Stephanie, you probably, you, you, you got the friendship class, but you didn't get the how to do 30 seconds very well. So That's now- true. <laughs> <laughs> But I love listening to you, so I wasn't cutting you off. That was so valuable. We are running out of time. So what a beautiful message. I'd love to have you guys back. I love doing my panel shows. Miss Tina, you got now three seconds. Go. Three seconds. How about how God used the other woman book? Amazon.com. I love it. Christopher, go for it. All right. So, hey, if you need any help on getting to the growth mindset again, master your inner critic, resolve the root cause, create prosperity on Amazon. And again, I love this topic today about uh, relationships, and uh, I could spend all day talking about it. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, for this was certainly me. different and unique, and that's what we pride ourselves here at Forbes Factor. My name is Forbes Riley. Your job, and I'm going to give you permission to go out and live your most amazing life. You met three phenomenal people from different walks of life who are living the dream because they believe. They believe in themselves. They believe in each other. They believe in spirituality. They believe in giving back, and that's what we're all about. So mwah, I'll see you guys next week. Remember, if you like it, share it. Tell people that we're here doing this on Instagram, on Facebook, and, of course, Spotify podcast, and I'm the one and only Voice America. Woo, guys. Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.